Hi, this is Born for Penguin. We are your hosts, Holly and Brian. We're strength coaches and weightlifters here at the Resilient Strength, which I own. And I also coach athletic performance at Junipero Serra High School. And together we'll explore through strength, culture, philosophy, adventure, and more. Welcome. So what have we been up to? Like recently? Yeah. This is like an update on our lives episode? No, I mean, there's got to be a way to get from the intro to the to the episode. Well, I think it's normally where I say something along the lines of like, are, are you recording this thing? Yeah, well, we can't do that because they already listened to the, to the intro. They could still be just just, uh, just kind of like, like the intro is a canned thing, and then they just walked into the live the live show. I think it's not supposed to feel that way. Well, okay. Um, How the fuck have you been? <laughs> I've been good. I've been doing really well. How about yourself? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so messy. Um... I mean, what I've been up to? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, uh, We've been doing, like, a lot more chilling. A lot more chilling. Yeah. But also some planning and preparing. It's like a charge-up period, I feel like. It is a charge-up period. It's like... Because we were charging it pretty hard for a while, and yeah. I think that we, like, wore the battery down pretty low. Right, right, right. And, I mean, if our I don't want a morning is anything, any indicator... Yeah. Um, of getting up, eating breakfast, getting coffee, and then going Go back, back into the bed. Yeah. 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 Um, but so, we are, we're charging our, th our way through Sense8. Charging our way through Sense8. That's pretty good. We're charging our way through a lot of squats. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're on, we're now on week two of Small Up because we just went from week one to week two with no break. With no break. And then had a chill in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, other things going on, uh... Still, still going hiking. Just still, true. still um, rolling on coaching and making our uh, remote training even better for athletes. Oh yeah, I'm really excited about that. So, so maybe we'll subject them to talking about that for a second. Sure. Do you want to do that right now? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. So we shifted gears a little bit with our app, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, so like basically, as we're watching things uh, get shut back down, it's unclear what's going to happen around here, but it is really clear that there is a lot going on in the world and whether or not um, our entire economy is shut down and we're all expected to, to quarantine and uh, gyms close or not, um, it seems like there's a lot of overwhelm going on right now. Um, so we switched it up so that every program has a dumbbell program attached to it as well. So even the powerlifting and Olympic lifting programs and athletic, uh, I'll let you talk about yours. Right. Um, uh, have uh, dumbbell versions so if you can't get to the gym if you don't want to get to the gym um, if for some reason you're doing uh, your workout at home or you want to get it in really really fast um, we are building programs in on every single day for that yeah um, and we added a 30-minute dumbbell quickie uh, which starts on Monday oh hell yeah I'm yeah. like I'm excited about it because it's like I, I think about it as like there's at the gym which is like I have to be able to get to this location, right? right. So like wherever wherever your gym is, right? Like, right. but it's like I got to get to a gym, right. um, and I have such an ex so many experiences of like the anxiety around that, and like I even more so I would imagine now if you were like, um, of like if you are traveling or uncertain about 
or not traveling and uncertain about like what your gym possibilities are going to be like right to be able to have like a I think I, I was calling them uh, dumbbell training from anywhere just right. like wherever you are if you're at home if you're you know going uh, just get get out in a field as far away from every other human being as possible right and just bring some dumbbells right. you can train so right. like every single program having that as an option and I think it's important like that those two things exist in the same ecosystem right like right so like basically we want to make it so that if you are uh if you are a lifter and for whatever reason you can't get to your gym or your barbell space Mm -hmm. um you have an option and it's going to keep you moving forward on your program right it's not that you have to program hop to some fucking influencers program for a second until you can get back to your real lifting program like it is all built in right. and it ebbs and flows with you because that's how we coach, right? Like when things get shut down or people can't make it here, we switch to Zoom, we switch to hybrid training. There's, uh, there's the, we have a really cute tagline. In an uncertain world, stay resilient. Training, the flex of the view. I don't think they can see your flex. Well, turn on your video. Like, it was very cute, though. Oh, yeah, we have plans of turning this into video, actually. After all the jokes <laughs> of being like, we're never going to do it. Yeah. Um, it turns out that to build this remote app, we had to build a pretty robust um, library, or we're building a pretty robust library of um, YouTube videos. Right. And now we have a YouTube channel. And I guess since we have a YouTube channel with our it's, fucking logo on it, we might as well just put this shit on there, too. It's like we're just succumbing to... The cultural norms and the, right, right, right. But, um, but also, neither of us. Well, that's not true. I don't move very quickly on stuff. You do move quickly on quick. stuff. Um, so uh, maybe not the next episode, but hey, maybe that next episode will be uh, down in the gym, and you'll actually have a video for that. Hey, you can see see us flexing uh, from time to time. Yeah, actually, you'll really just be more aware of how awkward uh, we are. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> Like, wow, you guys wear you wear the same hoodies every time you film, and <laughs> no one can still still can't see you flexing. But like, to can we circle back to the thing about like the no. the dumbbell training? That ship has sailed. <laughs> we're never gonna talk about that again. Okay, so like, when, one of the things I think is cool is like, as like starting to to write out these programs, like <laughs> coming up with ways to train the same things, right? So like, it's not like you're missing a day of training or you like as you said, like, you go off into some other program, like, right. or some sort of, like, I imagine, like, it's, like, some sort of, like, sub-tier of, like, um, of inferior training, and, like, that's very, very much not the purpose, right? It's, like, right. the things that you would be training at the gym, there's going to be concurrent training that keeps you moving in the same direction, so, like, if you went, you know, whatever days you had to switch or something like that, if right. you jump back on the, the gym program, or you, you know, like, like it'll be comparable. Yeah, exactly. That, right, like, exactly. It isn't, it isn't, um, it isn't a downgrade. Right, it's exactly. Like, cool, I think, like, is a really real thing. I remember, like, I remember, you know, like, the first year, there was a year of, like, you know, getting into pretty seriously training, um, you know, for, for sport, and then, like, going home. Right, I mean, it's not just pandemic stuff, right? Like, there's a lot of reasons, especially if you have a family that lives with you, mm-hmm. or you have young children, or you have an incredibly demanding job, right. or you live in a place where weather can be really wild. Right. Like, there might be many, many reasons that aren't COVID-related that you might not be able to get to the gym. Um, and, and also, like, 
it's nice to be able to get it in no matter what, right? Oh. So, like, you can have, uh, like, wonderful dreams of making it to the gym at this time all the time, and then you get knocked off because something happens at work or whatever happens. Right. You can still get that training in just in a different way. Yeah, which I think is, is exciting. They're like, yeah, like, life happens. Right. Here's, here's another way to be supportive. Exactly. And you don't have to change anything about your routine as it regards training, right? Like you still open the app, you still go to the same tabs. It's still there in your program. It's just, it's just different equipment. Yeah. It's uh, on StarCom. And also I think it's worth noting, uh, right now it's, we got sign up, you get a week for free. Oh yeah. You get free shit. You get free shit. Go get some free shit. Go get some free shit. And you also get access to all the programs. So if you're like not sure if you want to be in, if you're interested in power building or only aesthetic, or maybe you're like, I want to be a interested in, I'm interested in athletic performance, you can try them out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like all the different ways that you could uh, hop between them, but like, I do think that it it might be a cool way to be like, okay, I want to get really good at um, athletic performance, but I also have dreams of having like a 500 pound deadlift. Right. And so you jump on power building some of the time and you jump on athletic performance some of the time. Like that's absolutely a possibility. Yeah. Um, and so I really like the, the ability to just like move between them. And it also means that you can try them. Right. Like you're really interested in Olympic lifting and I'm not gonna use that as an example because there's no reason that you wouldn't just fall in love with it. So, <laughs> but like, yeah. No matter what, like you can go on there, you can try something out. If you love it, you can stay on that program. If you don't love it, you can switch programs. And I, I think that that's really important. Like, I think having uh, having training that moves with you, your desires, your goals, your life is really, really clutch. So we're we built this, and we will continue to uh, build it to to make it so that strength and fitness is inclusive. And inclusive means a lot of things, right. and it it, it, inclu it includes you, right, in your life. Right. Wow. I love that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, speaking of equipment, we're talking about fucking Ooh, gear. We're talking about gear today. We're talking about gear today. All right. So, um, so do you want to start us off? Yeah. I mean, I guess like I have this I, whole laundry list of gear things that I'm thinking ooh, about. Ooh, laundry list. Haha. -ha. Nice. Um. So I sort of situated it like my gear that I specifically train in. Okay. And then um, some talk about pants and some talk about shoes and, and why there's that split. Right. Um, I know that in the world of um, like folks that have boobs, that like training tops are really important and that's like a huge topic. And I really wanna start just like, just from the bat say, um, I don't really have those. And so I'm not really worried about it. Like it's not unusual for me to train in like a bikini top, which I know a lot of women can't do. Um, I literally don't own a bra um, that isn't doesn't have the word sport before it, <laughs> um, <laughs> or couldn't be classified as a uh, a top. Uh -huh. um, so like I I'm just exiting that conversation because it feels like something that I shouldn't speak on. Okay. Um, however, I do I do have a lot of lower body, so I'm going to talk a lot about pants. Okay. Um, because for those of us who lift and uh, build the bodies that lifting very often uh, builds, meaning you're butt and legs can sometimes get bigger and your waist can sometimes get smaller. Um, there's a lot of fucking issues with that. And I believe incredibly strongly that the clothes that you wear to train in should do nothing except support your training. Yeah. And it took me years in the um, fitness world to find clothes that actually like, 
I could do box jumps in and not pull up the whole fucking time right. or like shorts that I could snatch in when I'm sweating um, and things like that. Right. So, so I'm going to, I'm not going to talk about uh, sports bras or sports tops or anything like that. Um, and in terms of shirts, I, I'm being real. I don't really wear shirts unless I'm coaching right. when I'm training. I really don't usually wear a shirt. And yeah. I also don't think that aside from a shirt that doesn't like get in your way, there's right. not like a lot of. Yeah. Just wear whatever you're comfortable like you're, in, you're, you know? Like, you can wear a tight top, and that's fine. You right. can wear a loose tee, that's fine. I don't think it affects you at all. Right, like, your Christmas sweater with, like, bells on it is, like, out. That's going to get in the way. <laughs> you definitely hit the What way. about my Christmas sweater with Jesus on it? Oh, Jesus always, Jesus shows you the way. He doesn't, he doesn't get in the way. <laughs> okay, okay, that was, that was quippy. Um, um, it does have little lights on it, though, kind of like bells. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you think it's going to affect your, your clean? Disco Jesus? Is it disco Jesus? I mean, it only affected my clean because it's too long for me, so I couldn't get my hands out of the t- <laughs> Yeah, don't wear that. That's I'm a pretty small person, apparently. Yeah. Um, okay, all right, all right, cool. So, um, just... is that kind of how you situated? Do you have, like, specific... Yeah, I mean... Where are you starting? I mean, I'm basically going to talk about things that I think matter for, for like me. Like deforestation and climate change? Right, so... <laughs> top down, <laughs> I'm just going to talk about what I want. No, I mean like things that things that matter to me personally in terms of lifting okay. and that I uh, experience as being like the most beneficial. Kind of like I think of it as like uh, the the big the big chunks down to the little stuff. So like right, um, you know, the first thing I have is shoes. Okay, and, like, the cool. Last Let's thing talk I about have, shoes. Let's talk about shoes. Okay. Um, and I mean, like, I think one of the things I wanted to say before we kind of get into this whole scenario is that like um, that like I'm going to talk about gear that I think is great. Um, and I think it's, it's cool. I think gear is fun. Right. I, I think it's it's fun to have, uh, to find things that uh, work well for your body and doing the things that you want to do in terms of training. I, I inherently think that like the purpose of good gear it, it should be to make like training more fun and feel better because you can like do it for longer essentially. Exactly. Um, I don't think that anything is like you have to have this item or it's going to complete or anything is going to completely change your lifting. No. Um, and I will, I will say this like, yeah, I guess let's just talk about gear in the beginning. Like, I will say this, like, um, there are pro-gear people and there are anti-gear people. I just want to be super clear that we're not talking about, um, there's geared powerlifting. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that kind of gear. Right. Um, we're talking about wraps and wrist wraps and shoes and clothes like, and shit like that. What not like multiply and stuff right. like that. Right. Um, and, uh... And I, I think that the anti-gear people have very good points. I, I believe very strongly that if you have pain, you can maybe limp your way through a training session with gear. But if you have consistent wrist pain or consistent knee pain or something like that, um, uh, wrapping it is, is not the answer unless you're also doing PT and other stuff right. to like solve your problem. Totally. Don't use gear to cover up your problems. And, and, and with that also comes, uh, don't use gear to, uh, circumnavigate your lack of mobility. Right. Um, so like if you can't squat with your heels on the ground, feel free to get squat shoes that'll allow you to squat better, but don't let that make you stop working on your ankle mobility. Uh, yes. Um, so like, continue to work on the things that you need to work on irregardless of gear but especially as you get older gear is kind of important um and uh and if you're not about it then i don't know maybe skip this episode yeah Um, i'll catch you next time on the video right and i think the last thing i wanted to say is that like um 
I don't know the, the politics or the ethos or anything behind these companies for the most part. Yeah. Um, some of them are very big. Uh, some of them might have uh, like ethical issues. I know that certainly when I was a young gung-ho punk rock kid, talking about how fucking much I like the Nike lifters would be a problem. Yeah. Um, we're either uh, aware of those, re-Nike, or uh, don't know. Um, so I'm not saying that if there's somebody who happens to have some shitty view who works in the higher end of one of the companies that I'm maybe going to list, that I support that view in any way. Right. I just want to be real clear about that. These we're are just like pieces of equipment that have worked well for us. Right. And we're going to talk about them. Right. That's, yeah, love that. Um, all right, so shoes. Yeah, definitely going to start with shoes. I mean, as I've, in my humble, humble opinion... Um, the best, the best investment that really any athlete can make that's going to train with, that's going to do some version of strength training, like kind of whatever that is. Basically, if you're going to squat, I think the best investment you can make, uh, is a, is a good, uh, way to finish it. Okay. Do you want to talk about why? Totally. I mean, I think the number, okay. What are the main reasons? Um, heel elevation, cup. Right. And uh, a firm, consistent flat surface. So, like, I'll yes. start with like the surface. So, like, a a weightlifting shoe is tip is typically mostly flat on the or is flat on the bottom, um, pretty close to maximal surface area of contact. I mean, they sometimes have a little bit of divot in there, but they're not right. gonna have bumps or treads or anything like that you see on like running shoes and sneakers. Right. So you're gonna have a consistent contact with the ground, right. which allows you to apply maximal force into the ground or to to get the most out of the force you put into the ground. Yes. Um, and then also in terms of, um, as that relates to the, 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 the heel and a hard heel, um, that's going to allow for, again, maximal transfer. You're not going to get kind of the, the bleed out that happens when you have a spongy sole, which is right. great for absorbing force. Right. That's terrible for producing force. Right, right, right. It's the opposite of a running shoe. It's the opposite of a running shoe. Right. right. And then, you know, I think it's important that it's, um, you have a consistent flat surface and allows you to lift confidently, lift more consistently. Um, you're going to get more consistency and be more familiar with your lifts if you can trust your foot, essentially. Fucking absolutely. As insane as it sounds to say trust your foot, absolutely. And, yeah. <laughs> and the heel cup is a huge part of that too. So yeah. like the heel cup keeps your ankle and knee and as that goes up the chain, your hip and your back and everything, like stable, Yeah. right? And it's just as easy as that. Like, you walk out weight, and you start to squat, and your ankle and all the way up your chain feel very, very stable and solid in your shoe. Yeah. And I love that it's incredibly important to, to be able to trust your feet. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's, it's just such a, a game changer. If you're not, like, worrying about, worrying about where your feet are going to end up on the lift. Right. You can just, you can train more confidently. Much right. Faster. And then, like, the heel elevation is nice. You mentioned ankle mobility um, earlier. Yeah, we we all want um, amazing ankle all, and hip mobility. Yeah, I mean it's great, and I you know and not to and yeah, I'll just say it positively. We should all as athletes, it's always advantageous to be working on those things. Like, yo, can I just like back out of that real quick and say, uh, we all as humans, fat, yeah, fat. should should strive to have good hip and ankle mobility. It really like honestly, hip mobility specifically. Um, is so important to back health. 
Right. And I, I really think our culture would be better if everybody worked on their hips. But right. uh, I'll get off my soapbox, talk back. Yeah, talk, but like talk hip, about it. hip and ankle mobility, knee right. situation. Right. Um, people would have better knees. Um, right. So um, different lifters have different lift. Um, so like the, the heel raise on different lifters is different. Right. And so you can kind of explore that and see how you feel about it. Right. Um, I... The Romalios and the Savalios, which are my two favorites, spoiler alert, um, are pretty high. They're 0.75. I think. Um, the Innovates were uh, my favorite prior to that, and I believe are slightly higher. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the Adidas are slightly lower. Um, yeah, the Powerlifts the or the Adidas? Power the Powerlifts. Power yeah, the Powerlifts are a half-inch heel. Yeah. Versus, I think, a three-quarter on the... Also, shout-out to Brian right now for just knowing all of the heel heights on all of the different randomly stated brands. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, Leishtons have the highest uh, effective heel at about an inch. Right. Uh, oh, an inch? Yeah, they're gnarly. I've squatted them a couple times. Uh, they don't work for my foot for lifting, but they're fun to squat in. It's like, torso is straight up and down. Um, I could squat in the shoes I was wearing earlier. It'd be a really, really tall lifter. Oh, those? <laughs> yeah. Also, like, uh, just as a funny anecdote, um... My dad, uh, my dad's a really incredible person, and he came and uh, rebuilt the gym over the course of a week um, in December of 19, and uh, and we got to the room that had all the shoes in it, and uh, and he was like, oh, like basically like why are all these shoes kind of funny, um, and I was like, oh yeah, lifters, and he was like, oh, so like this is where all your heels went. That's amazing. And I was like, this is incredible, <laughs> like as a switch of feminine uh, ideal, you know? Yeah. This is just really cool. That's Anyways, um, all right, so. Shoes. What do you like? Yeah, I mean, so you know, for some some people, um, like yeah, will like gravitate towards a higher heel, which I guess kind of want to circle back to. Like the reason why there are different heel heights and why we talk about that is something that matters is because basically the higher the heel, the more um, the more assist you'll get in terms of ankle mobility. Right? It'll right. allow you to squat with a more vertical torso um, if you have. M if you have more compromised ankle mobility, so like a high heel um, is beneficial in that regard. Um, for me, I don't like lifting in a, in a, in a super high heel because I feel uh, unstable a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, I like, you're kind of pretty much, my favorite weightlifting shoe I've ever lifted in are the super clunky, heavy Nike Romalio 2s. Uh, right. They feel like just like, this is a weightlifting shoe. They're so heavy. Yeah, but they're like, Stable, wide based. They also work for my foot. I was gonna say, I feel like we needed to, we need to take like a little tangent here to talk about the fact that you have wide feet. Yeah, because that's really important. Yeah. Like a lot of uh, a lot of athletes I've talked to have not worked with some shoes because they had wide feet. Yeah, and like, so you have a unique perspective in that way. Right. Just spent a lot of time uh, barefoot as a child, and uh, <laughs> so my toes are all splayed out. And yeah, uh, yeah it's like the, if the toe box isn't pretty wide is usually not going to work for me as a shoe. So the ones I like um, are those <laughs> the old Nikes. They're, if you can find a pair, love those. Yeah, Poshmark is a great. I'm going to I'm gonna shout out Poshmark a bunch on this. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um, and then you got me uh, the Savalios, which right. I like. Um, I really like those shoes lately. I've been like, I was like, I thought they'd be kind of a sometime shoe for Okay, me. okay. Um, but they were kind of, kind of like my, my Your go -to. I go to them all the time. They're a little more athletic in the forefoot. They're more like a, a sneaker or like a basketball shoe. Yeah, so um, 
lifters typically don't bend in between the toes and the foot um, very much at all. Some of them literally don't. Some of them are wood. Right. Um, which just seems so inconvenient. There's like a whole sole wood shoe? I think so. That's insane. Okay. No, I think it goes right down to the toes, and then there's like a little bit of plastic, so it's slightly bendy. Okay. Thing in the ones that I'm thinking of, which okay. are like one of the weird... Like a Dutch clog? Yeah, situation. they look terrible. Oh, that's awful. Um, that sounds awful. But like, we'll get off of that. But like, okay. I've seen I've seen more and less mobile, um, and I really like these. You run in them, like when yeah. we do Metcons, um, where we're doing sprints, you run in them. Yeah, I don't, right. but I'm not sure how much of that is due to the fact that they're bright white. <laughs> um, and yeah. how much is that I just don't want to run in them. Yeah, I think like, uh, I've actually, yeah, it's like, I don't know, they're okay to run in. Right. I, if I were going on, if I were like, we're going, not gonna go like trail running. I'm not gonna wanna run. I'm not leaving the gym in them. Right. right? Like, but yeah, they're, they're. I think they're a really good. They're a good shoe. Um, you know, I, I might back. That's leads right into my other one, which are the the Legacy lifters right. from Reebok, um, which are the only like current production shoe that, that works for my foot right. um, for weightlifting. So they're like my kind of default. Right. Uh, other favorite. Right. Um, and I do like them. I mean, they're they're fine. They're right. A good solid weightlifting shoe right um and like the two biggest bummers for me are that romalios don't work for my foot anymore right and the the most beautiful shoe in my opinion the adidas addy powers like the addy power threes ah i'm gonna screw it up twos or threes that like uh have like the honeycomb heel situation i've bought so many pairs of them and then not and then given them away because they do not work for my foot um but if you have a narrow foot it's a great shoe Brian loves ugly shoes. I love ugly shoes. <laughs> it's facts. Um, uh, heads up that the legacies uh, with the two straps are not vegan. Right. Um, so I just want to say that because people, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, just fine. You make your own decisions, but it is they are they have I believe elements of leather or suede. I don't remember exactly. I used to know like they years have, and years ago. Yeah, I think the the loop closures are. are Leather. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, all right. So, Addy Powers. Addy Powers. Reebok Legacies. Yeah. Um, Savalios. Savalios. And Romalio 2s. And Romalio 2s. Yeah. Okay, I think that's all okay. the lifters that I really... Oh, I gotta mention this one. It's just, like, the Dewin. Um, like... Oh, God. The, like, $800 one off the back of Hook Rip? No, 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 no. Oh. That's, uh... What is that? I don't know. They look like Dutch clocks. Oh, those are Addy Stars. Those oh, okay. are probably like my favorite shoe ever. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I, like I, love, I love Ugly horrific. Shoe. They're okay. like the Dimitri Klokov original. Anyway, um, so Dewins, they're the exact opposite. They're like 60 or 70 bucks. Okay. Um, and they're like just a totally good, solid, like throw them against a wall, uh, <laughs> run them over with a Mack they're like, truck. They're like the Honda. They're like the Honda of weightlifting shoes. Okay. You know, I have uh, have a couple athletes that listen to them. And like, okay. It's just like... You want to try a weightlifting shoe, and you're not sure if like you what you care about, right? Right, like you don't know like high heel narrow, like all those things. Go buy a pair. Oh, that's interesting. My yeah. version of those is the um, Reebok hybrids. Got it. Ah, uh, because you can get them sixty bucks Amazon Prime, right. uh, black, um, <laughs> and they have some bend between the toe and heel, okay. so you can run on them. They're kind of like uh, the Reebok version of Savalios, but because it's Reebok, it's like way shadier. Yeah. Um, but also way cheaper. Right. Right. Um, because twice as much as Savalios, right? Like you can, if you could order those for 60 bucks, which 
you could like a year ago i have no idea if that's still true so like don't quote me on exactly that price but right. that would make savalios literally twice as much yeah. um uh new so uh so i have um i have or have had uh savalios romalios uh the uh uh Addy, uh the adidas power lifts the um the Reebok, Reebok hybrid, and I had a different Reebok lifter at some point. I don't remember exactly what it was. I had it for like oh, yeah, okay. two months or something, and I gave it to one of my athletes. Um, and I currently strongly prefer um, my Savalios and my Romalios. I have a tendency to move through equipment and not go back. Um, but I still have a lot of my lifters, so I will be I will be selling them soon um, because I don't need every single different color. But I do have a tendency to have lifters that fit the colors that I want. Um, but the Savalios are just so far and away the ones that I prefer for everything. Mm -hmm. um, so the Savalios bend a little bit, which is really important because both of my lifts are split, right? So I have the clean and then the jerk, which is split. And then I split my snatch. The other thing is that the Savalios were built to be a little bit of a hybrid. And because of that, they actually have some rubber on the bottom as opposed to plastic. Yeah. And they stick to the platform. Right. So when I'm split jerking, and when most athletes are split jerking, you're pretty fucking upright. But when I split snatch, my split is really long and wide. And so when I reach that back foot way, way, way back, if I'm on a platform, especially not one here at the at the gym where I know the platforms, but when we travel, some platforms are much more slick. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it is really upsetting when my back sl foot slides when my knee is only like a couple inches off the ground, right? Right. Um, so my, I really, really, really prefer my Savalios. I also really like that they're $125 or $120 new. Right. Um, and that makes them like a much more accessible shoe. Right. And so I'm sure they're pretty new, but like I'm sure once they get onto Poshmark, they're going to be going down to like 50, 60 bucks. Right. Um, and I really like that accessibility. Um, so that uh, Savalios are the lifters I lift with right now. Mm -hmm. Romalios are my all-time favorite up until I found the Savalios. So both Nikes. Yeah. Um, but also there is a lot of training that isn't just uh, lifting that re uh, requires squatting, right? So those are my preferred weightlifting shoes. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like a CrossFit workout or sometimes when I'm lazy and just are going to do powers... Um, I'm not going to say when I bench because I don't usually change out of my slides. I was going to say you wear Nike slides. If I'm yeah. deadlifting or I'm benching, I'm very often in slides. Um, those are also Nike. Uh, and I got them for $12 on Poshmark. So that's pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, sometime I'll talk about that ad. That was, ad was amazing. Um, but uh, still on the Nike train, uh, the Nike Metcons have consistently always been really solid shoes okay. um from the beginning to wherever they are now i think it's like fucking four or five i don't really keep track yeah. um really really solid shoes for some reason the vast majority of nikes squeak um yeah. so nike metcons also squeak all the romalios squeak uh the savalios do not squeak which is really nice um but all my metcons squeak yeah uh so nike metcons really easy to find uh the reebok nanos are a really solid training shoe um in any of them before the sevens, uh, I don't really like all of the newer ones. They started to move into uh, like textile technology that just like didn't really work and mm -hmm. they were pretty uncomfortable. They didn't flex with you. Um, and I like the Metcons and the Nanos because they are really like, they feel really good on your foot. 
Um, and they have some of the elements that you'll want for CrossFit, right? So the Metcons have a ledge on the back if you're doing handstands or handstand push-ups mm -hmm. and you need to go over a line. And they both also have jagged um, insoles. So the inside of the insole is jagged so that if you're trying to climb up something, right. you can hold on to it. Um, so I like those two. And then strike movements are the ones that I coach in and the ones that I prefer to train in. Okay. Um, because they're just... Honestly, they're more comfortable, they're cuter, and the soles are fucking amazing. Um, when okay. I switched to coaching in strike movements, it kind of changed my world. My knees stopped hurting, my ankles stopped hurting, my feet felt better at the end of the day, and I felt less exhausted by the end of the day. Yeah. Um, they build their soles really specifically, and they work with parkour athletes to do it. Right. Um, and so it has a sole that goes up on all the sides, and as a result, like you can pivot really well. Um, so things like uh, if I'm doing a shuttle sprint and I'm running and then I'm going to pivot really hard, yeah. um, strike movements are really, really quality for that um, because you can bend your foot in any direction or tilt your foot in any direction and then you still stick to the ground. They still have like contact, ground contact. Yeah, totally. I really, really love them. Um, okay. Also, they're cheap and, uh, or sorry, they're um, they're cute and awesome. They are not cheap. No. Um, you can't usually find them on Poshmark and they are a very small brand. So they're really, really limited run shit. Right. Um, which is incredibly frustrating because I love them so much and they're currently having a sale and they don't have my shit in like my size. Nothing in size. Um, but uh, Strike Movement, um, the Chill Pill or the Travelers, Nike, the Metcon, uh, or Reebok, Nanos before the Sevens are my favorite training shoes that are not lifters. Cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite training shoe? You've been wearing minimal shoes lately. Yeah, I mean... It's not really your jam. You're just like wearing them. Yeah, I, I don't really have a, a strong... Uh... A strong preference that way. I'm trying to think like my favorite. I mean, like the the best thing I've ever worn are like uh, indoor soccer shoes are the things I like the most if I'm not wearing lifters. Okay. Um, but like I don't really have a strong recommendation there. It's pretty much lifters or I'll deal with whatever. I mean, half the time you coach in flip flops, which is wild. Yeah, it's accurate. Yeah. Um, but well, can I can I talk about the benefits of coaching flip flops for a second? Yeah, totally. Okay, so like coaching flip flops is my absolute favorite thing in the world, and it's like that's. Okay, I understand, first of all, whatever. If someone's going to come out and be like, what did they drop a plate on your foot? Well, I made that choice. Right? If someone drops a plate on my foot and I break my toe, that sucks. Um, um, also, uh, I have had... Uh, it wasn't a plate, it was a kettlebell dropped on my foot. I was wearing shoes and it, and it so, did fucking break my foot. So. It, yeah. It didn't technically break my foot, but it hurt really bad for a while. Right, it's like not really a whole lot of friction. Anyway. Right, like you're not wearing steel toes, so like, yeah. let's just... Chill Let that shit go. Yeah, so like uh, flip flops, I like, <laughs> I really like coaching in uh, because a they're like they they fit my foot better than any shoe ever. Um, so I actually feel really like confident squatting in them and moving in them, um, as a lot of my athletes I guess could, could attest to. Uh, power cleaning them, it's fine, not an issue. Um, the the main thing I like is that you always have a heel raise block like handy. So, like, if someone's heels need to get elevated when they're, like, learning to squat... I've seen you do that, and it's fucking magic. <laughs> you just, like, flip the shoes off, spin them around, and then their heels are elevated about a half inch. And, I, I don't know, like, it makes sense. Uh, you can also, if you need to, like, kneel, you have a, uh, a, a... What's the term I want? A pad? I feel like this is, like, the SNL skit about Cool Whip. <laughs> put it, put it. It's just everything. It's, it's everything. It's car wax. <laughs> Flip-flops are everything. Uh, I mean, like... Uh, if you're definitely like uh, Nordic leg curls or Russian leans, whatever you prefer. Oh, call yeah, them, okay. Boom. Flip flop under each knee. Okay. We're going to work. Okay. Um, so I, I think they're great. And also, like, uh, I, you know, enjoy running on 
like on turf in them and when it's not too hot is the kind of unlimiting factor. Okay. Um, you know, there's some limitations I think. And also, you know, like, uh, you know, hopefully people aren't grossed out by your feet. That's another thing. <laughs> you're also a lot of times wearing socks. Yeah, um, okay. Right. So, uh, other training things, uh, are knee wraps yeah. or knee sleeves. And it, there's like, um, a myriad of both, right? Right. Um, so I have the wraps from Hook Grip. Um, I have the white ones. I have the Kate and I ones, both thanks to Brian. Yeah. Um, and then I also have two sets of, uh, wraps from Strong Strong Supply. Yeah. And I really was like really in love with my Strong Strong Supply ones until I met the Hook Grip ones. Okay. Um, specifically the like thick three meter Hook Grip ones. Right. Uh, they are just better quality. They don't come out as easily, which is really, really important. Meaning like they stay wrapped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like uh, when you wrap your knees, you just push the end under a fold, basically. I'm yeah. not sure exactly how to say that. Um, and uh, and the Strong Song Supply ones would often come out, which is really annoying because then you have this like mummy trail behind you and right. you have to rewrap them and it's annoying, especially if it's in the middle of a lift. Right. Um, so or like in the middle of, if you have to like rewrap between attempts and it come up, like that's my actual biggest nightmare. I mean, exactly. Like... Yeah, exactly. But uh, also they become looser very quickly over the course of a workout. Yeah. The hooker bones do not. They keep the amount of tightness oh, wow. which is also really problematic if you switch from one to the other because uh both me and one of my athletes who recently got them keep wrapping our knees too tight right. regularly expecting them to expecting them to loosen up and then right. they don't and then your feet hurt <laughs> so like you don't need to over wrap expecting them to get looser you can just right. be like find the tightness that works for you exactly yeah. um and before that i had the ray-band uh knee sleeves the neoprene knee sleeves right. and sometimes i will put the hook grip knee sleeves over my wraps, but the hook grip sleeves are not neoprene. They're just like cotton and yeah. stretchy. Yeah. Um, and so they're mostly, they were to keep my wraps on before and now I don't, or to match my outfit. Let's be real. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, as Brian, you know, builds out my repertoire of colored knee sleeves, maybe I won't need that. Maybe, maybe no more. Um, so you recently switched from knee sleeves to knee wraps. Yeah. I had always kind of like been, like I, my my general preference was like to wear nothing on my knees. Um, I would like wear sleeves um, for like squats and cleans if it like if it like felt like they were just kind of getting a little beat up and needed a little bit of support or like a lot of volume or something. Right. Um, but I never really liked knee sleeves. Um, I had the the Ray Band and I had some Mava like knee sleeves and. Um, I just don't like the way it feels. Like I didn't like the way it felt to wear uh, neoprene on my on my knees. Um, and also, like I don't like the way it feels on the pole on planes. Right. Um, where I like always cut up the same part of my leg. Right. Um, which is you know just a. I'm not saying like that's a flaw in them. I'm just that's my experience. Right. Um, and yeah, I was like dead set, <laughs> never having tried knee wraps. I was like, I'm not gonna like those. Right. Um, and then I wore them, and I'm like, oh, this is. I like this a lot. Um, I like that you can kind of wrap your knees however you want. There's flexibility. Like, right. There's somebody, like, and now I just kind of put them on as, like, uh, I, yeah, I like it as, like, kind of ritual. Like, right. okay, like shifting gears. Um, I like it as ritual on the way in and on the way out, right? Like, right. I have a ritual of rewrapping my knee sleeves and putting them back, or knee, knee wraps and putting them back into my shoes. Yeah. Just, like, taking them out and wrapping. Like, it's a, it's a full arc. Right. Right. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, like, yeah, like you can kind of adjust the, the tightness to what your to activity. Right. right. It's like, you know, lately I've been, uh, we've been doing small off. Right. Just a ton of squatting. I'm like, okay, I'll take all the, the support I can. Right. Um, cause me a lot of, a lot of volume of squats. And right. A lot of intensity of squats as well. And I'm like, okay, so it's been uh wrap plus hook grip, like the cotton, the cotton sleeve over right, the top. Right, right, right. And, you know, and it's, that's felt really, really good. Um, and not really limited in terms of movement, which is, which is nice. Right, um, right. And now you're talking so much about hook grip knee wraps that I might have to get myself some shit. I mean, I have a shit ton, so you just wear mine <laughs> and see what, how you like them. I mean, you just got me the Kate and I ones. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, we both prefer wraps right now. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of an ebb and flow situation. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have a, I have a bunch of things that I, that I train with and different modalities. If it's weightlifting strictly, I will switch things up. If it's going to be a CrossFit workout, I'll switch things up. Right. Um, and Jerkfit has, uh, things called nubs and oh, yeah. we have differences here, right? So like I, if I'm going to cover my thumbs, uh, I don't tape. The one time I did tape, I broke a bunch of blood vessels in my thumb. Do you remember that? Yeah, gnarly. Oh, hurt real bad. Um... And, but yeah, so I have uh, jerkfit nubs, which are like a little sleeve that you put over your thumb. And honestly, I don't use those when I'm lifting uh, in like complexes or weightlifting training. Right. Um, I use those in CrossFit for other fingers because the way that I hold the bar specifically grinds holes in my pinky and my ring finger. Right. Um, because my knuckles are really weird and big. So I put the nubs over those. So I have the small, small size. Yeah. And then you just use athletic tape to wrap. Yeah, I just use tape. I was just thinking like, oh shit, it's like uh, the nubs are like knee sleeves and the tape is like wraps. Oh, funny. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, the nubs don't like have compression or anything like that. No, they just, they just protect your skin, right. essentially. Yeah, I mean, I'm like just straight up, uh, actually, I, it's funny, I think it's Johnson & Johnson uh, tape. It's, oh, funny. It's predominantly what I use, which is not any sort of other statement, so don't read into anything there. <laughs> um, it just happens to be the brand um, uh, of athletic tape. I have zero preference. If you give me uh, your standard athletic tape. I mean, I think the last one was just generic Target. Yeah, like I will throw that shit around with them. Right. Um, and we're good to go. I've tried like all of the, not all, but I've tried a number of different like the thumb tape specific, like tacky, stretchy tape right. for, for thumb tape. And I don't like any of it. Um, I really, really dislike it. Um, it always falls off my thumbs. I yeah, I found to... that if it's not athletic tape, it's just don't even bother. Yeah, I just like, I don't know if I just have like abnormally sweaty thumbs or what the deal is there, but like, I don't like it. So I, I think you can, it's all real flashy marketed and looks cool and that's great. Um, straight up athletic tape works for me. Um, and then in terms of hand protection, uh, Jerkfit also makes a, uh, a wrist wrap that covers your palm and has holes for your fingers. Um, they're called Wadis and, uh, up until fairly recently, I wore them very regularly for clean and jerks because my calluses would fold. Um, so I'm going to circle back to calluses in a second. Um, so we're going to take a little, we're going to take a little callus, uh, tangent bad. here for a second. Um, but wadis are super critical for me if I'm doing something like, uh, pull-ups for reps, um, or honestly, if I'm doing like clean and jerks for reps, if I'm going to go through grace, 
I'm going to be wearing wadis um, because it's going to just destroy my hands. Yeah. So I'd be wearing nubs and I'd be wearing wadis. Whereas if I'm going to just do clean and jerk and then hang out, talk shit with you for 90 seconds and then do another clean and jerk, I'm not going to protect my hands like that. I'm just going to put chalk on them. Right. Chalk up and go. Exactly. So yeah. it's really just about volume there. Um, okay. So calluses. Um, Sweet. Calluses. Uh this is a controversial thing. Uh, a lot of folks don't want to grow calluses, and a lot of folks don't know how to take care of their calluses. As you can tell from all of the, well, okay, uh, torn, rip hands that people brag about shit on right. Instagram, right? right. Uh, or whatever fucking platform they're on. Um, and if you sand or clip your calluses, they won't rip and it's a dramatically better experience. Um, so I don't fold my calluses anymore on clean and jerks because I fucking take care of my hands. Yeah, just like... Um, and I do that with a, with a sandbar. Yeah. Um, and so it's basically uh, it's basically a barbell-shaped thing with sand on it, which uh, amounts to you jerking off uh, a, a sandpaper thing. I was going to say, it's sandpaper, right? It's sandpaper. It's not just like a bar made of sand. Like just... That would be wild. Yeah, um, yeah so it's a, it's a barbell-shaped um, thing with sandpaper on the outside of it. Yep. Um, and uh, you grab it, and then you move it rapidly up and down in your yeah. hand, uh, kind of in a jerk-off type motion. Right. Um, I don't recommend that you do it while having uh, direct eye contact with one of your parents. Uh, <laughs> but it is kind of funny. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but it does help. It does help dramatically. Um, and if you have trouble making time for it, they also made a keychain version, which I do own, and it is cute. That's, um, wow, that's amazing. I mean, it is entertaining in, like, airports and shit when you're bored. You just got, like, yeah, a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like it because my calluses tend to go up towards the middle of my fingers, and so I can get into all the little, like, nooks and crannies right. and shit. You have, like, a smaller size one. Nice. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. Okay, all right, cool. Do you have any training things, specifically like weightlifting, that you want to talk about before I jump into pantalones? <laughs> uh, pantalones. I mean, I was going to talk, um, you know, a little bit. I was The, the big chunk I have left is I want to talk about pants, because like, I feel like that's... We're, we're jumping into pants? But like, I, right before that, the, the, the other thing, like, I want to talk about like uh, straps. Okay. Like straps. Oh, shit, okay. Um, because I think it's one of those things that... Um, I, you know, uh... Like, can we talk about the fact that you don't use quick-release straps? Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I just use whatever straps, which is a... Which I've, I've used both, um... And the main thing that I've found is, like, uh... Is that they don't... I'm always bummed out at how quickly I go through straps, and then I realize that, like, I've had them for two years. Um... Like, my straps are about to break downstairs that we have, um, so I need to get new ones. And it's like, I found that um, that uh, cloth straps are, are usually a little uh, a little more durable okay. um, than any other kind. Um, like, the Iron Mine cloth straps that I used to have, I don't know where they went, and now I've just not ordered more. Right. Um, and there's also... Um, if anyone's listening to this and has experience with these Onyx uh, hemp straps, I'd be real curious to know some first-hand experience that they're, they're good. They seem pretty rad. Um, and I guess I was just going to say, like, with these straps, I feel like it's like, it's, they're, you get into, like, some sort of weird ego thing. And I'm like, no. If, uh, similar to, like, talking about wadis and hand protection, it's like, uh, if I'm doing a bunch of pulls 
or uh, a high Oh yeah, volume. people are like, I don't use straps. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, are you working on... If I'm doing like a seven move complex, fuck you, I'm using straps. I'm holding on to straps. Like, I would like my hands to function tomorrow. And so like, that, not destroy your thumbs. So I can train tomorrow. Like, I'm working on my hamstrings and back or whatever. It's like, right. just like, chill out with that. Well, yeah, like if you're doing heavy uh, Romanian deadlifts, if you're doing heavy rows, yeah, there's, it's fine. Check it's your, totally fine. Check your no no straps ego at the door. Right. It's like, they're fine, and uh, you know the main thing is if they feel comfortable on your hands and uh, don't break, that's a good strap. Right. Um, okay, so I want to say that uh, Brian, when did you do your first power clean? Uh, 2000 and... How old were you? I was 14 or 15. Okay, fantastic. So, Brian's been doing Olympic lifts for a really long time, and uh, that's reflected in some choices. I think if you are just starting out and you are looking for straps to do specifically snatches, um, it might be advantageous to choose something that is quick release, because if you lose it behind you, you want that uh, strap to come off you really quickly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I will... Uh, I will often use your straps right. because I know pretty much always, I mean, weird shit happens all the time. You never know exactly what's going to happen anytime you took an action, but I know for the most part what weight is going to do in my hands when I have it. Right. Um, so like, I'm not worried if it's not a quick release. Whereas in the beginning, I'll be honest and say that I used, I went from powerlifting to CrossFit briefly and then to weightlifting. And I went straight from my um, powerlifting straps to using my powerlifting straps in weightlifting. Mm -hmm. And I lost a snatch and it, I was like legitimately scared that I was gonna break my wrist. Yeah. Um, because it didn't let go of the bar. Um, your wraps let go of the bar like quick release wraps, straps, yeah. it, straps, not wraps. Um, so, so yeah, just be aware that you want to be able to get away from the bar. Yeah, I mean, I think the main... I'm not knocking your stra straps, which I actually really like because yeah. they're like thin. Right. Um, but like, but just you need a strap that's gonna come off quickly if you're doing something very rapidly that's above your head. Right. And like, other thing I'd say on that, like, I don't know if anyone's looking for advice on. Uh, wraps on this non-video podcast. Straps. Straps. Uh, straps <laughs> on this non-video podcast is a long sentence. Um, yeah, just wrap them once. Like, just wrap your strap one time around the bar. Right. If you have a strap that's like, kind of automatically gets more wraps around the bar. Right. Then it's not going to release quickly if you have to. And that's Right, 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 right. Only wrap it once. Yeah, and like... Exactly. Also, this whole podcast is a gear uh, recommendation. So I hope that they're listening to this non-video <laughs> podcast for recommendations because they are 50 seconds in. Hopefully minutes. Minutes, minutes, <laughs> minutes. We talk really fast. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, um, quick release straps just uh, can't wrap around more than once. Right, they're exactly. very, very, very short. Right. Um, and they have a little loop for, for your wrist. Um, okay. All right. Pants. Pants. Um, do you want to jump into pants first or do you want me to jump into pants first? Cause I feel like we're gonna, we're gonna like monologue on this shit because it, got... as it turns out, um, our bodies are built differently. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think I'm going to defer to you to start. Oh, okay. On, okay. On the pants. Okay. 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 Um, all right. So, um, I'm just going to speak really, really candidly about my body. Um, and I don't have a lot of self-consciousness around my body as an athlete and um, someone who has had like a lot of visual media around myself. Like I may or may not be super happy with exactly where I'm at, but like 
I'm not dis- I'm not like pretending I'm something that I'm not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have really big legs and really big butt and a pretty small waist. Um, and that can be really annoying when it comes to trying to wear clothes that stay on properly when you're doing explosive movements. Um, this is this is something that is experienced by many people and many different body types uh, require different shapes. Yeah. Um, it is my personal opinion that uh, a very stretchy, uh, significant high rise, uh, high waist. Some people call them high waisted. Some some people call them high rise. Uh, some call them ultra high rise or whatever. Um, very stretchy, super high rise is going to fit bodies the best. Um, so if you have uh, almost no butt and a large waist, high rise still better. Um, it just stays on better, right? Like in the early 2000s, we had this like it, as low as you can go. And definitely in CrossFit, um, we had this aesthetic where your shorts were really, really short and really, really low. And that's super, super great, except for many um, people in, um, in the sport of CrossFit don't have a lot of hips and they don't have a lot of butt. So that's why you see those styles being popularized. Um, so high-waisted means that when you bend over, your butt's not going to come out. <laughs> Just, it's just as simple as that, right? It's just how fabric works. It's just how fabric works. Uh, so um, I have found through just an enormous amount of money spent on different clothes that uh, these ones have worked the best for me. So I'm going to talk about pants. I'm going to talk about shorts. Is that okay if we do them in, do in tandem? Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, the first one is donuts uh, and deadlifts is now owned by a different person and has a very different... Uh, style of the things that they're, they're producing. So the old donuts and deadlifts, high-waisted um, pants that had the scrunchy butt, they were all the way long, and they came in uh, like a sandy, tan, greenish color and a black color. Those ones, if you can find them on Poshmark, fucking magic. Amazing pants. Um, and uh, I am about probably like 115 pounds right now. Um, and I'm 5'3", uh, so that gives you an idea of what has fit my body. Um, so donuts and deadlifts, old pants. Celestial Bodies, fucking unfortunately, also just became not a company. Mm-hmm. But their ultra high-rise uh, collections are amazing. And honestly, like, their joggers and all their high-waisted ones have have just performed amazingly, in my opinion. Um, so I would choose the ultra high-rise if you can find it. Um, aloe yoga, this is one of the reasons why at the beginning I was like, I'm not recommending their ethos. I buy them used, so I'm not even supporting the company necessarily, but you can make your own decision. So aloe yoga has a, uh, this is the worst fucking name, wonder under high rise. That's really unfortunate. I fucking hate this name. Yeah. Um, but I have three pairs of their pants. I back it super high rise uh fits really really good slightly slippery material so moves a little bit more than the other two but really really amazing um bombshell is like a weird version of the fitness industry that i don't really get um in the like let's be as sexy as possible in our athletic at wear I'm not really on that tip. Right. Um, I've been accused of that, and it's not really me being sexy. It's just what I think looks cool. 
Mm -hmm. um, usually I'm going much more aggressively towards the video game character and less towards the porn star that lips, I guess. Um, it's not a judgment statement. Um, I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, I'm not somebody who really knows how to be sexy. It's been a problem in photo shoots before. I just look really mad, which is a weird thing that we're not even going to touch. Don't look at me like that. I'm trying to be fucking serious. Um, but uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, again, high-waisted. Um, pants, fucking amazing. Uh, heads up that when you order them and they come, they do not look like they fit on your body. They are so small. But they are so stretchy. Um, so I really love them. I'm literally currently wearing a new pair that I just bought. Um, this is also a quick disclaimer. For some reason, they're more expensive on Poshmark. Um, so I would just wait until a sale or take advantage of their 10% off for your first order or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Bombshell, really, really awesome pants. I've never worn any of their other stuff. Um, so that's my pants stuff. Should I just go straight with my monologue into shorts? There's only two. Let's, let's, yeah, let's hear the shorts. All right, cool. So uh, Aloe Yoga has uh, a short called Lavish. And uh, the Lavish shorts come in like four different colors, I think. And they are both high-waisted and short shorts and bike shorts. Because they have a mesh piece that comes out of the shorts and goes down to just above your knees. Um, this is super, super awesome because I am somebody who lives in a generally hot area. Um, well, most of the time, unless mm. the smoke is making it so we don't see the sun. Um, and uh, that means that you get sweaty. When you get sweaty, your skin gets sticky. And uh, my sport is entirely pulling up my legs. So what I do is I wear the lavish shorts and that come down to just above my knees. And then I wrap my knee, uh, my knee wraps up onto them so that there's one smooth uh, bit of texture. But I have the mesh that keeps me cool. Um, it's also great if you feel in any way self-conscious about your legs, but you want to wear short shorts. Um, or in my case, I also wear them to the track, which is almost entirely leering men. It's also like 120 degrees. Um, so it allows me to wear short shorts that also cover a lot of my legs. Um, so for all of these purposes. And I'm going to finish on uh, Fleo shorts. So Fleo shorts are fucking amazing. Um, they have everything from the really low-waisted and the really, really high booty shorts to um, biker shorts and high-waisted. Whatever the fuck you want, they have it. Um, and these are the only shorts I've ever found that are ultimate in every way. So um, they don't turn into a thong. Um, they don't fall down. And I've tested them from in everything from competing in CrossFit to dragging a kayak around a tropical island in the water. So like they do not fall off, um, and they and they fit really good. And if you look for their um, their styles that say soft in them, you are not disappointed. That shit feels so good on your skin. Nice. All right, cool. Thanks for coming to my athletic pant type talk. <laughs> Okay. Um, so that takes that's a, that's our girlfriend. Okay. Uh, on the male side uh, of things, well, I guess whatever. Um, it, I'm like uh, I'm like six foot and a little bit uh, shy, six one, uh, 195 pounds ish, and um, you know, in terms of pants, I look for simple uh, is usually preferable to me. Um, I like to lift in joggers. I think it's nice to have. Uh, my legs covered, keep my legs warm, um, and uh, and then you know the barbell uh, 
can be up against my legs and I'm not worried about like ripping skin off as much. Um, so that's like my definite preference to anyone, you know, uh, especially to people learning how to lift. I think it's a big, I think it's important from a technique standpoint to uh, at least occasionally lift in, in a full pant. Um, so you can kind of get that confidence of pulling the bar close, pulling the bar close, pulling the bar close. Um, <laughs> you could also wear any socks. You also wear any socks. I like joggers. Um, so sometimes you wear knee socks and joggers. This is true, um, but like you know, the main thing is like basically like uh, the ones I've found and like the most are are made by Under Armour, um, or I had a pair for a long time that I think I got at a Target in uh, probably it must, uh, in San Rafael on the way back from like a hiking trip, and they were like my <laughs> weightlifting pants for like a for years. Don't um, you wear joggers that I give you? Also sometimes those. Okay, yeah. Okay. So like clearly what you're getting is like, it's more of like a criteria than like a, a brand. Um, you know, I like them to be soft. I like them to, to be, not have a whole lot going on. And, you know, just to be able to pull uh, up and not have like, the main thing is like any sort of like external zippers that are going to catch or bulky pockets um, that are going to get in the way. I, try to stay away from those so like there's like simple under armor sweats uh, adidas track pants bonus you look like fucking run dmc and that's always cool uh <laughs> slash if you depend on it if you have like if you the, can look like more like a 90s rapper it's yes. you're always gonna get cool cool points you're winning or slash if you like go for the full suit then you can be like russian uh fuck i want vibe. a full velour track suit so bad yeah it's gotta happen um like so bad they're pretty expensive <laughs> they're not cheap um but yeah, like, I just kind of, like, with the joggers, like, yeah, cover your full leg um, is nice, and I think it kind of can can be important, especially for, for young lifters learning technique, or for anyone learning the technique. I mean, it's a, closeness is a principle of weightlifting, so, like, having a pant that protects you matters. Um, and on, for a, lo- a while, I, I had a pair of uh, Lululemon joggers that I really, really liked, and then I got, then recently they started making them out of, like, some sort of grabbier material, I don't really understand why. And that is not a technical term, but it like the barbell sticks on them, right? And it's garbage, so like, don't. Right. <laughs> I'm like out on that. Right. Um, and uh, on the flip side, Lululemon does make the best tights I've ever owned. Okay. Um, which, you know, again, I don't. Why I don't know. They are uh, comfortable, durable. I've had the ones I currently have for like six years now, and I still lift in them. Um, and yeah, they just, you know, it's like feels like uh keeps your legs warm and moves with your body and feels like you're not wearing anything which is right. like pretty ideal for a sport where you gotta like move naturally right um the other alternative is just literally any cheap tights online that have some thickness to them so like any heat gear tights that are like 20 bucks i've lifted in those a lot and they're like pretty much the same thing heat gear is under armor uh heat gear yeah but like in the generic like any cold weather tights oh okay okay that, okay now i understand yeah um are good the worst tights i think i've ever owned are all virus i was just about to say like i don't mean to be like this but like i kind of got to be like this no virus sucks like it's unfortunate virus pants suck i yeah. recently got a crop top shirt that i fucking love right from the uh the subscription box barbella box which did like a meshy I think it's called like eco storm or something like that okay. uh but it's just a t-shirt that's meshy and uh has mesh panels and is a crop um 
and I love that. But like, yeah, the worst lifting tights I've ever owned were were virus, and like I don't know how they successfully became like the thing that's really cool in weightlifting. But like I bought into it, and their shit looks cool. Right. So I've bought a bunch of their stuff, and I still own some of their pants. But like, they're part of if I get enough time to sell them, they're definitely mm -hmm. getting sold because they've lived in a Tupperware for a year and a half. Like, yeah, they just don't. I mean, for my preference, they just don't stretch enough. They don't stretch. Uh, they don't move with you. Right. The panels don't seem to think about the fact that you might get, you might have ass. Right. Um, they're still really, they're cool looking if you're standing there. Right. Um, and all the ones that I have seen, um, the oh, sorry, not that I've seen, that I have have bought have not been high waisted either. Right. Um, and so like I bend over to do a snatch, and I've got a plumber situation going on, which right. is not fun. Not not ideal. No, I don't want to be distracted by my pants. Right, exactly. I just don't want to. I want to throw them on and not think about them. Right, right, uh, right. So they don't um, meet every there for me. Okay. All right, shit. We kind of fucking did that thing, huh? Yeah. Um, all right. You want to talk about snackies? Uh, I would love to talk about snackies. Do you want to start off your snacky train? Start off snacky train. It's this is. I feel like it's better when like one of us talks about like a highly uh, complicated thing and then it's like followed by the like simple. Like, okay. Are you simple or complicated? I'm hella simple. So oh, I'm, I'm really simple today too. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I'll just dive into it. I mean, that's good because I think we're like more than an hour into we're the like, podcast. Okay. My, Th these people are like, dude, come dude, on. Let's wrap it up. Like, we heard all your stuff. Um, yeah, my, my uh, tomatoes from the garden. That's my I'm on our snack lately. Why? Uh, because right now it's like the tomato producing time for us. We're getting like a lot of tomatoes fresh out of the garden. It's like they're big and beautiful. Big and beautiful. Or they're little and cute. Yeah, they're all different kinds of colors and shapes and all the good things. We have black ones. We got black ones. We got red ones. We got yellow ones. Yellow ones. Orange ones. Yeah. And I guess they're more orange. Anyway. We chop them up, throw them in salsa, throw them in salad. Yeah. Throw them on a, I'm excited about throwing some of the the bigger ones on bagels. Ooh, yeah. So, like, it's just one of those things where, like, the amount of not amazing that, like, a uh, old... Uh, an old store tomato store tomato an yeah. old roma tomato yeah not to like dog i'm sure there's some great ones right. but like versus how much flavor is in a a good fresh tomato like, oh my god oh my god it's a fucking totally different thing i yeah. mean i grew up I mean, you did too like we're both country kids like i grew up eating tomatoes off the vine that my dad was growing and then like i grew up moved out and like moved to the city and was like what in the hell is this what is this thing? i mean shout out to my dad who's figured out how to grow tomatoes in the Pacific Northwest. Oh I my remember. god, your dad's garden is incredible. Unreal. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Didn't grow up eating a lot of tomatoes in that regard. And until yeah. later in our life, we like, took a while to figure out how to get these good things. Right. And they're so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so mine is a lot less wholesome. Um, Run Everything Labs Vegan Protein um, oh. is just like my favorite protein. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, we recently made an order. They don't have my favorite flavor. They haven't in a while. Um, I'm not going to say if anybody from Run Everything Labs listens to this podcast. That guy seriously doubt it. But like, <laughs> hey, maybe they do. Fuck. What's I, your maybe favorite I shouldn't. Um, my favorite flavor is peanut butter. Whoa, that sounds good. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like every uh, every protein shake tastes like fluff. Right. Have I ever had fluff as my one-up snacks? Or run-up snacks? Uh, I mean, it seems insane if it hasn't been, but I don't know if you have. Fuck, I don't think I have. Okay, uh, we'll get back to that. But anyway, it's just peanut. Um, so, like, basically, it just tastes like a peanut butter milkshake anytime you make a protein shake. It's fucking amazing. Um, they ran out, and they haven't restocked it, and, like... 
way before COVID. Yeah. It totally sucks. Um, so we have the vanilla ice cream, the uh, oatmeal cookie, and the cookies and cream. Yeah. Um, which I love all of those. I did order the Fruit Loops, and I did not like that. It's a little bit weird. It's like v- very... I don't know what it tastes like, but it isn't natural. Chemically, It tastes like chemical candy, maybe? Right. I mean, it's like, it's, it is what it is, but it I... Is, yeah. It is what it is. I just ordered the wrong flavor. But anyways, um, the oatmeal, uh, the oatmeal chocolate chip is magic. It's so good. And it has chocolate chips and oatmeal in it. So, like, if you, sh- like, you get those little chunkies, if you shake it up, um, or if you pr- put it into protein for uh, protein oats, it's, like, really, really, really money. Yeah. Um, so that's my, that's my run-up snack for today. Cool. Um, do you have a lifter you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about Kane Wilkes, um, who recently competed in, in Tokyo. Um. Related to Wilkes? Like score? a Blue Wilkes score? No, I, I'm related. Okay, good. Because there's some fucking shit going down with him. Yeah, no. Just, Kane Wilkes, um, he, <laughs> I think his Instagram ha- I mean, so this isn't the reason why he's my wife of the week, but this is a fun piece of trivia. I think his Instagram handle is like the Dragon Wilkes, which okay, just makes amazing. me really happy. Yeah. Uh, read dragons but um you know he's one of like he's a weightlifter that i uh came across when i really first started getting into weightlifting like, okay um you know not like uh 14 year old learning how to power clean because i wanted to play football but like got into weightlifting as like i wanted to learn this thing and coach it and all that stuff right he was one of like the first and like i didn't realize this he's just like been weightlifting for a really long time and kind of, like, humbly pursuing this goal of going to the Olympics. Right. And I think that's just, like, there isn't a lot of that in um, U.S. weightlifting. Okay. Of, like, someone who, like, you know, not not yet, right? Like, that, like, started pretty young and just kind of slowly, slowly kept grinding and chipping away at it. Right. Um, and now, like, he competed at the Olympics, and it's just, like, to me, it's just, like, this, which is a great great story of like determination sticking at it and and i mean he's obviously like a really really good weightlifter right um and crazy crazy strong i remember one time when i first we first started lifting it must have been at like at nationals he like ended up like duck walking uh a, his final snatch attempt snatch attempt which is like <laughs> with like a caption with a caption and i think this kind of sums up kind of like why i really like like his persona right it's like Oh, I didn't know I could do that, but I guess I can duck walk that. Like, <laughs> it's just like it's kind of an aw shucksiness to it, yeah. but combined with just an, what is clearly an uh, an slightly hidden but just an undeniable work ethic, right? Which I really like that kind of combination of like kind of on the face of it humility, right? With a backbone of just I'm gonna work my tail off. Cool, I fucking love that. So. I also like the um, way that you phrase that. Um, I'm just going to work my tail off. <laughs> That's a very adorable way to say that. Yeah. Um, okay, so my weightlifter of the week uh, is not um, a competitive weightlifter um, and has maybe been my weightlifter of the week before, and I don't care if that's the case. I'm just going to keep shouting her out if that's the case. Um, Linda. No oh, shit. My sister-in-law. Yeah. Um, who I've just started calling my sister because she it has been in the family for, like, going on decades now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're starting to creep up there. Um, and, uh, and like, you know, if somebody's been, uh, in my life for like over 15 years, then they've been in my life for like my whole life. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Um, but she, uh, is due, um, in somewhere between 10, 
basically about sometime in the next 10 days. Yeah. Um, and uh, with uh, my second niece, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just crushed the fuck out of a workout yesterday. Yeah. Um, with big, big belly. Um, half of the, most of the workout, actually, she had her shirt up and I could see the baby moving around and kicking and stuff while, yeah. while she was working out. And we have, um, just because this is a whole controversial thing, um, we have, we have worked together and by we have worked together, I don't want to, I don't want to give myself too much credit here. Like she has like communicated and, um, and been really clear about what feels safe and what isn't safe to her body. Mm. And we've adapted around that um, and adapted to the ever-changing experience of pregnancy as it relates to training. And what's been really cool is she's talked to me about what that's meant to her in terms of like how the pregnancy has gone mm-hmm. versus the way that the pregnancy went the first time when she didn't, she did train most of her pregnancy before, um, but it's, it was different and she's still doing family workouts most days of the week. Um, we, we do family workout three days a week. She's usually there too. Um, and, uh, and she comes here on Fridays and does barbell and dumbbell and, and weight training. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, the, this was actually a couple, uh, two weeks ago or so. Um, but she was like doing battle ropes and, and I was just like, sitting there watching her do battle ups, just like fucking in awe, right? Like at this point, all of her bones are soft. Like her stomach is shoved into a very small part of her body. Mm-hmm. She's breathing for two. Her blood oxygen is all off and she's still smashing the fuck out of workouts more than many people who are not pregnant mm-hmm. are not growing a tiny human. And it's not a comparison thing. It's just an awe inspired experience to, to watch her just like, just take it with so much grace and and stay strong through the whole thing so it's been a really fun thing to be a part of um and i feel really honored that she trusts me to be in that space um and like i can't wait for her to have just like the buffest baby yeah she's gonna gonna come out just flexing Mm -hmm. just cleans out of the womb Um, uh, okay, uh, do you want to talk about media that you're into right yeah. now? Yeah. Um, media Corner? Media Corner. I can't, I feel like, I hope I haven't done this one before. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Phil Levine, um, the uh, poet um, from, from, uh, <laughs> I'm like struggling with this right now. Um, I think it's time, time to eat some food, but uh, <laughs> he's a poet from, uh, Famously spent time in Detroit, Michigan. He spent some of his life in California as well. Um, kind of like um, part of a you know American poetry that honored working class people and um, spoke of kind of like the human side of industrialization of of you know largely the Midwest and then parts of California as well. Um, and it's one of those. You know, he passed away in 2008, seven, somewhere around there. Maybe later than that. Anyway, it doesn't, I mean, it matters, but like, and that was a real, I was, that's a, was, that was one of those, I was real bummed when that happened. He's one of those people that like, I, his poetry is something I go to a lot when looking for sources of strength in the face of uncertainty or things that seem big and kind of outside your control. Um, 
you know, as a collection of poetry, what work is, I think is one of the most kind of um, honoring the human connection and the challenge of what it is to, to do something every day um, that is difficult. And, and then kind of what it is that calls us back to each other, what calls us back to ourselves, what calls us to some connection with something greater than ourselves. Um, and I think his poetry has a real dignity to it um, and a real toughness to it, which I really am I'm drawn to those kind of those two things together. Okay, that was wonderful. <laughs> um, mine is uh, The Peaceful Warrior. Oh, uh, shit, yeah. So this is a book. Um, I, I have, like, different tiers of books. I guess I don't want to get different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so some books I read... Um, like Artemis, right? Artemis is a, just a fun book. And I, I read it because I wanted to have uh, the experience of entertainment. Right. It's a um, real hoot and holler. Right. Uh, and some books are like pivotal of my life, but I don't read them a lot. Like Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this category of books that sits right in the middle that is books that I read because I want to be in the place that they put me. Mm-hmm. Um, Brene Brown is is heavily populating this area of mm. books in my um, preferences. And The Peaceful Warrior is one of them. Um, this is a book that I've come to over and over and over. This was The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um, when I want to... I, I want to put myself in this state of mind. I want to give myself the tools that... Um, and live the way that that book makes me feel like I live. Um, and so I, I revisited it. I just finished it um, earlier today or yesterday. Um... And it is the story of a Bay Area collegiate gymnast um, who meets a uh, guy he calls Socrates and learns a, a lot of things about life. And I'm going to leave it there because I, I want you to explore it. Um, there's also a movie. Uh, I think that both are equally valuable, uh, but in totally different ways. Um, I think that the book is much more valuable because... The movie makes it very clean, cut, and simple. Um, one event leads to the next, and uh, one lesson leads to the next lesson, and it is all very uh, clean. Um, the book makes it really, really clear that that's not the case. For instance, there is a nine-year period where he gets lost, and that takes up a big chunk of the book. Um, and that talks about getting lost, and I think that it's really important that we talk about getting lost, and we talk about the messy middle, and um, and 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 the parts where uh, you aren't just learning how to meditate and learning how to move and learning how to answer the questions of life and how to not ask stupid questions or whatever. Um, but there's also like, what happens when you just sort of like life happens. And uh, you have a kid, and you get a job, and you care for an elderly parent, and all of a sudden it's been five years since you've meditated, you know. And and I think that I think that those are really important too. So um, so I really recommend the book. Um, and uh, and I believe that there's like a whole host of healthy books that surround it. I've never touched any of those. I just keep reading the Peaceful Warrior over and over. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, okay, all right, so, fuck, thanks for, this has been a very lengthy one for us. Long time, um, long so time ever, probably. Since you're, since you're still here, uh, what can people do with you, and uh, where can people find you? Um, be, be kind to me, please do that with me. <laughs> um, what can people do with me? Uh, 
How I, can people work with you? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, you can, uh, you can touch me for uh, one-on-one uh, or small group training. Um, and if you have a uh, youth athlete that's looking to get, get, uh, get stronger, faster, more powerful, you can touch me. Um, I'm also uh, have class, um, athletic performance class on Monday nights at the Resilient Strength at 6 p.m. Um, and if you're, and also uh, our remote uh, athlete programming, which is offered um, through the Resilient Strength. So um, I'll put all of that in the show notes. Um, you can reach out to me directly um, at Wilbur X Resilient on Instagram if you have any questions about any of that. Um, I think that covers it, yeah? You can also email him at theresilientstrength at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, where, where, whereas you can also email me at theresilientstrength at gmail.com. Uh, so I am still and continue to not take one-on-one folks. Um, especially recently, I've had a bunch of, uh, a bunch of like random ones that I'm sticking in my schedule here and there. So I'm even less available than I used to be. Um, but still, and, and, and always, if you are interested in working with me in a one-on-one fashion, um, and all of the other ways don't feel like they fit you, I still want to hear from you. I still want to put you on that wait list. I still want to see where, what we can do together. Um, and I have a lot of hybrid options. So if, if, I'm the coach that you have chosen. Please reach out um, because we'll full fucking figure something out mm-hmm. um, to get you started. Uh, don't don't not train because I don't have any openings. Um, I recently had somebody tell me that. That's amazing. I, like I, I mean, it was very flattering, but I don't want anybody to not right. not start getting stronger and not start this because I am too busy. Right, right, right. Um, ever, ever, ever. So uh, you can train with me on our app. Uh, that is that is a lot of where I'm going. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. And in the beginning, I wasn't as sure about it because it was very new. Yeah. Um, and so we were pushing it. But as, um, as I have more athletes on there, as we've gotten a lot more feedback, as our video library has built out, um, I'm like just so fucking stoked on it. And the yeah. other day, my dad calls me and like it's like out of the blue and he's like, it's just so cool to have videos embedded in the workout so that when I'm doing something and I'm not sure it's right there and I don't have to go out of the app. I don't have to go to YouTube. And this is a man who fucking loves YouTube. So that's saying a lot. Uh, (laughs) His words. Yeah, no, I'm just laughing because it's accurate. Um, (laughs) Um, So, so jump on there. Uh, It's also the cheapest way that you can train with me. Um, We do have space. If you want to train at the resilience strength, you can do that and train on the app that's the most congruent way to do it yeah um so come be part of our community um jump into some classes here and there um and become an open gym athlete um and you can do all of this on the website and uh because brian is fucking amazing you can click it and set yourself up and train almost immediately at the next RSVP spot. So you can start training today at the resilient strength if you want to. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, um, (laughs) lastly, uh, we do have classes. We now have classes at 6 PM on Monday, uh, with Brian and you'll also see me there, but I will be an athlete, not a coach, which is like, 
just so fun. Um, and then on uh, Thursdays at 5 p.m., you will very often find me as a coach and sometimes Brian as an athlete. Which is uh, super fun. Which is super fun. Yeah. Um, and we'll be adding those. Uh, and, I, and I just want to finish with, um, if you're interested in doing Zoom group classes, that's something that more people have been telling me that they're interested in. Um, and if you're interested in the way that you like actually would do it, um, because everybody loves to like answer polls and tell me that like 45 people are interested in doing a Zoom workout yeah. and then I launch it and nobody jumps on. Right. Um, so if you're actually interested in doing Zoom, um, Zoom group classes, uh, let me know. I got really good at the zoom thing during uh covid most of my athletes ended up coming back into the gym which has been fucking awesome and i love connecting in person um but i do still do the boot camp with some corporate folks and then the boot camp in the morning with the family um and i can absolutely turn that into uh, a class or we can turn that into a class so yeah. if you're interested in doing a, a zoom group uh, environment um reach out on whatever platform. And then finally, my Instagram is hollyxresilient. So, um, wow, y'all, that was like a 90-minute podcast or something. It's Who knows how much will get edited out. But, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for sticking it out. This has been a really fun one. And um, talk to you guys next week. All right. Adios, y'all.